SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. It is still 1-1 between Bafana Bafana and Ghana at the FNB Stadium. There are 15 minutes left now in that game. I see Luther Singh has come on, it looks like, for Hamilton. But let's uh, continue our build-up to Tokyo 2020. That's what they call it, even though it's happening in 2021. And we are joined on the line by the president of the South African Sports Association for the Physically Disabled, President Muki Khrobla. Muki, good evening from us here on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to talk to us. Hello, good evening. Yeah, a warm welcome and thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Are you confident that the Paralympics will go ahead now? It sounds like it's all systems go for the Games. Have you received any update? Well, at the moment, it still looks like everything is is ready and it is going to happen and so on. So, yeah, I don't don't think it will not happen. I think they're really going to try and Mm. pull out all the stops and make sure that it's going to happen this time. Yes. And from your side, after the disappointment of last year, Mukia, are you hoping that they do go ahead? Obviously, because you know what, the thing is, you know, I've also been a Paralympian myself. Yes. So I know powerlifter, it was it? Yeah, I was powerlifting, <laughs> yeah. I got the bronze medal in Sydney. But, you know, I know what it is to prepare for four years and put your goal there in your dream, your ultimate dream, to be able to compete there. And then to find out, you know, at the last minute that you can't go and all the training and so on. So it's mentally very difficult for any person, you know, mm-hmm. to cope with it, never mind all the organizing and, and so on that goes around it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, this time I'm definitely positive. I think it's going to happen. And we also, at the moment, preparing for our national championships, which mm-hmm. is going to be in um, Nelson Mandela Bay mm-hmm. on the from the 24th till the 27th of April. Mm-hmm. So, um, we obviously, we're going to have our top Paralympians also competing there, and not only in athletics, also in um, judo. We're looking at judo at the moment as well. And then the other codes that we've got there is powerlifting and we've got global and we've got boccia. But um, although at the moment we don't have any, um, um, you know, um, athletes that can actually still qualify in the other codes, the codes that we're basically looking at at the moment is athletics and um judo we might have one guy competing in judo but unfortunately at the moment it is very difficult to get them overseas like um you know the previous um um spoke person has just mentioned that um it is very difficult for the for the south african athletes to get overseas at the moment so they can so they will use the national champs to as a qualification basically basically what i need to explain to you is that Remember, between the able body, which is the Olympics, and the Paralympics, mm. the able body, the Olympics, um, people can go when they qualify on, on, you know, on an African record and so on. With the Paralympics, it's very, very difficult because in the Paralympics, they can only go according to the slots that is generated for South Africa, which is the country. Uh-huh. So if I can make it easier for you to understand is that if the IPC, the International Paralympic Committee, gives you, for South Africa, for argument's sake, 10 slots, mm. you can only take 10, 10 athletes for athletics. You can't take more. Mm. And that is why it is so much more important for the top Paralympians at the moment to try and do the best so that they can generate those slots. Slots is not given with names in it. Mm. it. You get the slots, you have to put the names in it. And that's why everybody at the moment is trying to do 
as many competitions as they can so that they can um, improve their, their, their times, their distance and whatever so that they can see if they can maybe generate one of those slots. Okay, that makes sense. And and just on the national champs, now that you've mentioned them, I was actually there in, in um, t- I think, 2017 when you had them at the Westbourne Oval there and you had support from NetBank and all of that. What kind oh, of yeah. su- what kind of support do you have now? Do you, do you still have support for, for the champs? Yeah, we've got a new, we've got a new sponsor on board. Um, we've got uh, Toyota South Africa, mm-hmm. which is um, our new sponsor on board who is helping us with the national championships. And then we've got a few little locals that is also helping us. So, yeah, and then obviously the Department of Sport, we also get a grant funding from them to try and, you know, support us to help us to have to host these nationals. Because the nationals is very important mm. for, for all the athletes because that is the last place that they can showcase their dream um, for them to be able to go international. Now, this year is very, very important because obviously it's the Paralympics. But um, all the other years that you're looking at between the, t- the, the Olympics to the next Olympics, if that is the time that they, they um, get selected to go to the world or to the Europeans or whatever. Because international competition is just as important as training. Mm. If you don't get that exposure to go to international competitions, it's very difficult, um, you know, when you take an athlete that has not got that experience of, inter, you know, to compete international for various reasons. And it's not always about the day of the event. It's everything before. Mm. It's the flight. It's the food. It's the temperature. It's the, you understand, we, we, we tend to think that, yeah, you know, it's the pressure of the day. Yes, that is very important and it's very difficult, but it's much more than that. Yes, and we were talking to the hockey team last week and they were saying exactly the same thing. They're trying to raise yeah. funds and they want to start preparing now, not just for those two weeks when they are there in Tokyo. And how yeah. how have your preparations gone then? How have they been for the athletes considering all these challenges caused by COVID? Very difficult because um, at the moment we've, we've sent, we are looking actually if there is a possibility that we can still send some of our athletes to do international with the COVID and the quarantine and, you know, all that two weeks before the time and then afterwards another week or what, you know, it, it's just taking so much of the time out of the schedule, if I can put it like that. So what we've done is we actually approached IPC and we have requested some of the able body, you know, ASA of their events where our athletes can compete in that and have it actually ratified mm. um, in the sense of should they have um, run a good time or whatever we can, we will be able to send it to the IPC International, which will count for them. And that is what we're trying to do. We're trying to slot in as many competitions, not only the nationals. The nationals has obviously already been um, approved and so on. We've, we've done that long before the time because you have to get the approval from the IPC so that you can you allow to to submit the the um, times or the distance or you know what they do on the day. So that that has already been done. So we we're looking at trying to get another six to eight competitions for for our top athletes to to be able to 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 um, secure a slot. You know, um, if I can actually explain to you something else that yes. is very important. At the moment, in athletics alone, 
we we basically have 29 athletes that is ranked international between one and about eight. Now, of that 29 athletes, currently as we speak, we are hoping because of Russia that is, um, you know, the dispute that is on Russia that we hopefully going to get a little bit more slots for South Africa. We only currently have 10 slots. Mm-hmm. And you've got 29 good athletes. So that is why it is so very difficult for the Paralympians to be able to be in that team. And, they and, really, yes. really have to work so hard to get there. And and, and I remember at, in Brazil you had 45, right? Um. Brazil, yeah. In yeah, in, yeah. in 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 Rio. Yeah. And they came back with seventeen medals. So now with the number being less, would do you have a medal target? <laughs> or like you said, it's athletics thing. and that's judo. That's the other thing that yeah, that's the other thing that is very difficult. I would say it's very difficult to put a medal t- target on, on athletes, mm. you know, because um especially this year. This year is completely different. You mm. must understand they're going to compete without support because there's not going to be supporters that sit there. It's the same as the nationals. We not, we cannot we can cannot have spectators, and we know spectators mm. make you just to run that little bit faster or throw that little bit further, or you know because it does play a major role. Mm. And now with COVID, you know, and and all these COVID regulations that you have to do because you you. The athlete comes first. You you have to be so aware of you know the health situation of that athlete, and you don't want to jeopardize it. Mm-hmm. So you putting all these mechanisms in place just to try um, as best as possible to secure that that athlete doesn't pick up um, you know the virus or anything happens to him no. or her. That makes sense. And we spoke to Andrune a couple of months ago when she was in a dilemma whether to quit after the postponement or to push for another year. Uh, did you find some of the uh, of your athletes were in that situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, very much so. Um, remember, the athletes get also get a, a kind of a support every every month, which which was a global thing. I mean, it was all over. Um, there was just no not enough sponsors coming in because of COVID. You know, everything just came to a standstill because, and it's not because of sponsors alone. It's because of, we need to look at the overall um, economical situation that the country went through and the world. You know, so sponsors to get to that state was not that easy. And now the athletes, because they um, get like a statement here or they get support there or whatever the case may be, People had to stop because they they had to first look at um, their needs before mm-hmm. they could actually help others. So athletes went through a very very difficult time, and our athletes, especially in the in the in the Paralympics, it's, it's, a lot of them are youngsters. Now, what you need to also understand is that most of them, you know, they they go because schools are closed universities are closed. So where do they go? Do they, go? they go back home. Mm. What is the infrastructure for a physically disabled athlete at home to be able to train and keep their mind towards, you know, the next Olympics, which is obviously, or in Paralympics, which is obviously this year. Mm. But you, you must, 
understand the, the bigger picture. You know, I think people always just think, yeah, it was hard and it was difficult. Have you ever sat down and actually thought it through and then you realize how difficult it was for, uh, yeah, for any athlete, you know, going through this phase? But it's a phase that we all went. And, you know, South Africans, we are really strong people. You know, they, they go through it and they try to make the best of it. Yeah. And I, I read last year that you would be able to make use of some of the facilities in Japan. I don't know if that still stands now that the games were postponed. Yeah, the the, the thing is, um, I, I can't comment on that one. I must tell you the truth because I, I'm also not 100% sure if it is still standing. Oh, okay. No, we're gonna we're gonna follow that up. But Muki, thank you very much for speaking to us. We just wanted an update to find out how the athletes are doing, what the challenges are, and it sounds uh, well. It, it sounds like it's been tough, like like it has been for everybody else. But uh, we are hopeful and we are positive that they'll give it their best shot. Those that make it to Tokyo, how difficult will it be for you then to make sure that you fill in those spots now, or how difficult will it be to fill in those spots that you've been given? Well, there's a, there's a selection criteria that, that everybody will go through, you know, and, and putting that down on the table, mm. you know, that is the way that you, that's the only way that you will be able to, to see who is coming out at the top at the end of the day. So it is like a mechanism that you, you go through. It's times, so it's this, it's that, it's, everything gets, gets put into this and then, and then whoever comes out. Those are the people that you're going to have to look at. And just finally, with those 17 medals from the Rio Games, did it do anything to help grow interest in the sport in the country? It did. It did. In, it in participation? Did, but yeah, it did. But remember, when, when it comes to money and funding and so on, um, talent is there. Make no mistake. Talent mm. is there. But to develop that talent, that costs money. So so that is that is when it, when it comes into... You know, is there going to be more athletes? Is there going to be less athletes? You know, those, those kinds. And I know you've mentioned that you've got support from Toyota. Do you find that corporate is willing to come and assist you? Or do you want to send a message out there to corporate those that are listening to us? No, she's gone. No, she's, she's gone. Okay, apologies for that. Yeah, we've lost uh, uh, the president of the South African Sports Association for the Physically Disabled, uh, President Muki Khrobla. We're going to catch up with her again maybe uh, before the national champs then at the Nelson Mandela Bay on the 24th. She said from the 24th to the 27th of April. I remember when I was there, it was really, really exciting. They had athletics on the track. Um, they had all these other sports that they were playing just around Kabecha. That's what it's called now, right? That's just around Kebecha. Then you had to drive from one place to the other to go and watch um, the other the, the other events. But it was really a lots of lots of fun, and we're gonna catch up with them and we're gonna try and help them uh, get just get some uh, some airtime and get a profile and just to highlight the fact that we have the national champs for our para athletes. So there you have it. That is the update. Then we're gonna do this every Thursday. We wanna build up to the Tokyo Games, the Tokyo Olympics, and the Tokyo Paralympics later this year. They're due to start on the. 23rd of July uh, looks like they're definitely going ahead at, at the moment we've had that from the IOC that no spectators will be allowed those that are coming from overseas so I think that's another strong indication that the games will go ahead